When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy holidays and welcome into another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Monty, occasionally known as Santa Derek. This guy over here mm. is my loyal elf, the one and only Thunderstick, Jesse Friedman. Derek, I watched uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation did. Per, per my assignment <laughs> over the weekend. Uh, and uh, you're probably not going to like. Oh no! Well, today's not that day, tomorrow. Jesse. I don't need. I don't no, want to hear today that. Today's, today's not, not that day. Today's not that day. But tomorrow is that day, oh and I'm God. just warning everyone in advance. It's uh, yeah. Well, I won't give it away, but just well, come, come I'm tomorrow. Going to fight Jesse tomorrow is what's going to happen. So don't that miss may happen. that. But of course, this show is <laughs> brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Glad to have you guys here. Uh, very excited to announce that Dansby Swanson founding new home and that new home jesse is not in the national league west so that's a very very good thing however he does stay part of the all city family because Dansby swanson is your newest chicago cub i know that was very big based on our friends at chgo and their podcast talking about like this off season and and kind of all the names they were in on similar to the diamondbacks where they were kind of in on yeah. a lot of the big names but kind of struck out when it comes to landing any big free agency names so uh, what does this do exactly for the Chicago Cubs? I do know that they are admitting that this isn't this isn't the move that's going to like put them over the top and make them competitive no. in the NL Central by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, it's it's definitely not. Uh, but more than anything else, I'm just happy for our our friends over at CHGO and in particular Cody Del Mendo, who oh, I yeah. think might have had an extreme breakdown had yeah. this move not yeah, happened. Yeah. So we were worried about his well-being. We were we were very worried for Cody's well-being oh. over here. Um, but yeah, I mean Dansby Swanson, according to FanGraphs, had a 6.4 WAR year last year, which is a really really big number. Yeah. I mean that's like All Star like border on superstar level of performance i know that you know the offensive numbers don't necessarily jump off the page 277 329 447 for a slash line is is good it's really good for a shortstop um but you know 25 homers 96 rbis dansby swanson has generally been pretty durable um throughout his career he played 162 games in 2022 so it's hard to ask for more than that from a playing time standpoint so uh yeah it's a good move for the chicago cubs i think it, it was interesting to see the numbers come in so much lower than the other the other shortstop right the other shortstop crew uh the trio right of, of trey turner and, and carlos correa um but yeah i think it's interesting to uh, just see seven years and 177 million. It's not it's not nearly as much money as the rest of as the rest of that group got. And I think it's interesting because Dansby Swanson does kind of fit the type that you would want to maybe lock him in for 10 years plus at this point, considering that those type yeah. of contracts have been thrown around. One thing that's good, though, is that he, you know, gives the Cubs that commitment and he gives them that free agent acquisition without making that team. Uh, overly powerful or anything like that, right? More importantly, though, we know that the Dodgers were in the market for a big name shortstop. They lost I Trey mean, they're, Turner. They're always there's in always in the, the market, market for everybody. Right. Yeah, they're always in the market. I don't know how 
like truly into the Dansby Swanson market, they were. Uh, we know that there was some level of interest there, but I would have been really surprised if the Dodgers had made this move, to be honest. Well, so. here, here's the thing, though, Jesse, is is now, I mean, it's not like Chris Taylor isn't uh, capable or whatever, right? It's not like they don't have people in there. They just don't have that big name uh, that they that they previously yeah. had. At every position, it feels like. Yeah, right? Gavin like Lux. Position. Next year is going to be the first year that the Dodgers are like really relying on Gavin Lux as like an everyday guy, which in some ways is outrageous that they haven't done that already. Correct. Because in just about every other organization in baseball, Gavin Lux is good enough to warrant significant playing time. Whereas for the Dodgers, he was kind of right on the edge of being like a true everyday guy for them. But yeah, I think for the Dodgers, like 2023 is going to be a year of of kind kind of trying to see what they have in in some of their young guys. I think Miguel Vargas is going to get a big opportunity there at, at shortstop potentially as well. So uh, it's gonna it's kind of uncharted territory for the Dodgers, like compared to what they've done for so many years uh, on end here under under this ownership group. It seems like they've never really been in a position where they had to rely on some more, you know, some younger, less proven players than what they're going to be doing in 2023. Let's just talk about it because I fucking hate it. J.D. Martinez is is your newest Los Angeles. Yeah, and, yeah. And I hate it. And I hate it so much. I hate it because that's where that historic game happened when he was a member of the Arizona Diamondbacks at Dodger Stadium. Uh, I hate him being in the division and us having to look at that just gorgeous face of his in Dodger blue. I fucking hate that. More importantly, what I hate is uh, that the Dodgers are still able to land these guys for the amount of money that they're paying him when to know that he was available on the market for that amount. It, it, it further puzzles me why the Diamondbacks weren't more in on J.D. Martinez coming to Arizona, coming back to Arizona, I yeah. should say, you know. But the Dodgers, they really haven't been doing the typical Dodger thing. J.D. Martinez is a perfect example of that. I'm not going to call it shopping in the bargain bin, but by by no stretch are the Dodgers going out and picking up the biggest names on in free agency. They're not. They, they're seemingly not able to land any of them. And like Jesse said, we don't really know how much they were in on some of these guys, but it's the Dodgers, right? We typically see them gain more than they lose. Justin Turner is now a Boston Red Sox where his hair yes. matches socks. Yes. But, but, but the Dodgers do this really well too, though. They really do. They like do. They, it's Speaking not like, of, like they, they, do, they do hand out really big contracts, but they also do shop in the bargain bin they extremely do. well. Right. Justin yeah. Turner, Chris Taylor. Like Max Muncy. Max Muncy. Yeah. And it, 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 it's still sad. Because that's, I mean, you, he's going to probably hit 40 home runs, drive in 130 <laughs> yeah, yeah, runs, yeah, right. hit 320, win the MVP, well, he's, break all our hearts. <laughs> he's reuniting with his first hitting coach, I believe, who is over there. On the yeah, Los yeah, there was a hitting coach. Yeah, I don't remember the name off the top of my head. We could look that up. But, um, but yeah, there was a hitting coach during his time in Boston, or during his time... I guess maybe it would have been would have been before then who yeah, yeah, who helped revitalize JD Martinez probably back to his time in Detroit. Yeah, that's what um, the Detroit Tigers. Yeah, who who revital? I mean, because at one point JD Martinez wasn't actually a very good hitter. Like if you look back at his at his stats in his early days with the Detroit Tigers, he was actually not not really that that great of a hitter at all. Um, I believe he was with Houston before that, and and he still hadn't really developed. But then. Eventually, with the Tigers, he kind of figured some things out, and I'm I'm sure that reuniting with that hitting coach was was part of the move here. Brett Johnson says we already have a right-handed outfielder who can't field, and Kyle Lewis, so I'm not surprised we didn't go after him. 
It's a fine point. Yeah, I I think that is a good point, and and I do I do think that that one year ten million dollars for JD Martinez is a darn good investment. Yes. Like I think that is a great yes, investment, and it's one that maybe the Diamondbacks could have and should have been able to pull off. Um, however, if you really do believe in Kyle Lewis and you really want to give Kyle Lewis an opportunity to prove himself and get significant playing time next year, signing J.D. Martinez just blocks him because you're not you're not putting J.D. Martinez in the outfield. Right. Uh, the Red Sox, for some reason, had him playing at least some innings in the outfield up until last year when they finally just used him as a DH the entire season. Um, but you're definitely not playing him in the outfield. I don't think you want to play Kyle Lewis in the outfield. So there is a, re- a redundancy there. Um, but if you're asking me, you know, would you rather have Kyle Lewis or J.D. Martinez in that spot, you'd probably take J.D. Martinez because he's just way more proven. And I think the fan base, there's no question that Diamondbacks fans would just absolutely love to have J.D. Martinez back in Arizona. Um, so no question. Yeah, there's no question. There's yeah, there's no question about that. That's just based on my own personal feelings and beliefs. and opinions. I don't think it's just your personal feelings and beliefs and opinions. The the Twitter verse appears to appears to agree with you. Justin Turner signing with the Red Sox feels like a little bit of a missed opportunity for the Diamondbacks. We went over yeah. his numbers at Chase Field where he's always been very good. But I also think that, of course, there is the idea there that we wanted to kind of have as, as much as people that are fans of this team don't want a Los Angeles Dodger on their team, which I completely understand. Uh, it, it's it's helpful sometimes to have that mind of somebody that's played for the Dodgers as long as Turner has on our team, right? Just yeah. as far as getting in the mind of your opponent, if anybody, you know, the Diamondbacks need to focus on beating right now, it's the Dodgers. It's not to say that the Giants and Padres might not end up being very, very good next year with the acquisitions they've made, but right now they still need to focus on catching up with the Dodgers. Yeah, Justin Turner is a good player, and I, I think the Red Sox made a, a pretty good move here. Uh, we've talked a little bit about how Red Sox fans are just beside themselves right now. Now that Xander, oh, yeah. oh, Xander Bogarts is out of the organization. Well, and, the, sort of, and the Raphael Devers news where it sounds like they're not going to be able to re-sign him once he is Yeah, that, that so. would just be, I mean, yeah, if I'm a Red Sox fan, that would be pretty disheartening if, if Raphael Devers was the just like the next one to add to the list of great homegrown talents over in Boston that, that the team wasn't able to, to keep around. But yeah, Justin Turner is a good player. I, I do like the move. Uh, for Boston, I think he he definitely fills the need for them. Um, basically, fills the JD Martinez uh, uh, hole, yeah. right? Um, he'll probably spend the majority of his time at at DH there, and and I think Justin Turner's a good enough hitter that he could probably hold down that role reasonably well, yeah. even at the age of thirty eight. The man just continues to hit, and he had a tremendous second half in twenty twenty two. So I think it's a good move for them. Mr. Dizo in the comments says, with so many teams uh, playing the AAV game with these longer contracts, are you surprised the D-backs haven't jumped on at least a, a B-tier free agent? I made a comparison about this to Jesse just a little while ago before we started the show, <laughs> right? Uh, we didn't expect them to make a big splash in free agency. They made it sound like they weren't going to make a big splash in free agency. However, that didn't stop the Diamondbacks from being connected to all sorts of big free agent names and news and rumors. It also, I mean, did, it was pretty much a Xander Bogart. Uh, I mean, there were some other ones in there, right? Or like, I mean, yeah, maybe trades and other stuff was, bu- yeah, Sean Murphy too. was the other big name, but right. that wasn't a free agent. Right. So, so yeah. I, and I think the idea there is like, this, <laughs> this is the metaphor I made to Jesse. I think you guys can all understand this. We, we, we knew we weren't getting anything for Christmas, right? We knew times <laughs> are tough. We knew we weren't going to have anything under the tree. And we had kind of, we were kind of okay with that. And then our parents 
the Diamondbacks, came along uh, <laughs> and were like, hey, which one would you guys rather have, a PlayStation 5 or an Xbox Series S? And we were like, what? Uh, PlayStation 5, please? Let's go. Now Christmas Day is here and there's nothing under the tree. And we're kind of like, what the hell? Why did you even ask us which one of these wonderful machines we wanted to game on, right? So like, it felt like our expectations got changed throughout the free agency market period where, you know, again, the Diamondbacks got tied to Bogarts. There was some Sean Murphy news, some other stuff that we've talked about in here as well, right? Yeah. Uh, just some good fits that might have been there free agent-wise. We talked about Justin Turner maybe coming over. Uh, Evan Longoria is still a rumor out there for the Diamondbacks, but that's not a PlayStation 5 or an Xbox Series mm. S, let's be honest. So, <laughs> what, what is the game console equivalent of Ooh, Evan Longoria? Uh, a used Game Boy Advance. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Wow. I mean, Game Boy Advance, they're pretty good still. They're not bad. They're just, it's not. Derek, what? you have to know your audience. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse, you played a Game Boy, as I'm sure you did. I did never you, played you a never Game played Boy. Played no, Game Boy. I, I never played a Game I Boy. So, I had friends who played who did, but I never did. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, no, I never, I never played a Nintendo DS either. <laughs> yeah. I never had like one of those little handheld get out of here. things. Yeah, I yeah. never, I'm never. So, so, so maybe, maybe, maybe this is more like a PSP. Yeah, for Jesse. Sure. A PS3. Sure. Uh, Brett Johnson said, no, Derek, the D-backs asked us if we wanted a PS4. They don't go for newer, younger models. So, yeah, he's kind of right about that. But I mean, anyway. I think Xander Bogarts is a PS5. Yeah. Right? No, like, yeah, Xander Bogarts. Right. Like, maybe. It's just the rumor we were going to get he's a PS5. Not like the, he's not like <laughs> the best bundle. Ver like, maybe he doesn't. Maybe it doesn't come with as many controllers or something. But it, uh, Xander Bogarts is still a pretty top-tier talent. <laughs> And uh, yes, Brett, the Game Boy Advance slaps. That's what I'm saying. How old is a Game Boy? Like, when did that come out? Oh, I want to say like uh, early 2000s. So yeah, Evan Longoria. Evan Longoria. <laughs> you know what I mean, like I'm saying. All right, uh, Elizabeth only <laughs> understands Atari references. I'm sorry. We'll make we'll make some sort of uh, dungeons or something. I don't know. I'll figure it out. But uh, of course. We thank you guys for being here right now, joining us live uh, on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. If you haven't subscribed to the channel, make sure to do so. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss whenever we go live. Leave us a little thumbs up for my self-esteem. If you're listening to us on your favorite audio podcasting app, uh, we thank you for doing so. Leave us a review and subscribe there if you haven't done so already as well. Also, head over to gophnx.com and grab yourself a diehards membership grab a it's it's the best gift you can give yourself this holiday season grab one for yourself grab one for your loved one you'll not only get that free merch from the phnx locker every year you will also get a bevy a bevy of 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 things along with your membership most importantly you get discounts to our event like our upcoming four peaks tea party at dobson ranch which we want you to come out and join us we're gonna have a blast out there for the first inaugural phnx tea party presented by four peaks brewing company uh, you got all your prices there obviously for diehards you get a discount uh, for the per person rate and per, per foursome rate uh, that includes unlimited range balls a set of rental clubs we're gonna have jumbo screens showing the suns versus the timberwolves we're taking over the entire driving range and like i've said it's an absolute blast. I, I, I'd never seen a driving range like this before outside of uh, uh, Top Golf. So it's really fun to go to a place that has a real driving range uh, with no nets and no cars driving past you in the distance and the freeway. This is just beautiful driving range and this really cool system where they can track your ball. There's all sorts of games to play as far as accuracy, driving, so much more fun to be had. Not only that, we're inviting you to come back out to Dobson Ranch at a later time. Have some fun with a one hour of free range time and golf balls at Dobson Ranch to be used at a later time. We're also going to have mini games. Jesse's going to beat you in ping pong. I uh, will. He's just going to set your your level of self-esteem right where it should be. You can face 
saw. I really, I really need to find yet. a ping pong table to actually. Yeah, like, you got to practice. I haven't played ping pong in like probably like six months at this point, so no. I'm, a, I'm a little concerned. Good. And about, I'm talking a lot of shit. Yeah, on your yeah behalf, you're so. talking like more than I did on my own behalf. That's, I don't but care. It's, That's what it's you, fine. You deserve this. So anyway, uh, join us for all this fun. We're gonna have a blast. Of course, there's gonna be food, drinks. Heaters, hot chocolate, and more. Uh, there will be a free kids clinic provided for all kids 10 and under. Just a great way to kick off the year. We're going to get together with all of our fellow diehards and have a blast. Make sure to join us out there. The link is in the description. Reserve your spot right now. And if you are a diehard, make sure to check the Discord for your special link where you will save 20% on this awesome event. And, of course, if you can't join us, make sure to grab our friends uh, Four Peaks Beer wherever you get your beer. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy. And please enjoy responsibly. And make sure to to drink along with us on January 13th if you can't be out there. So uh, that's always a I Am I mistaken that it's on Friday the 13th? I think it is, right? I, mean, I feel like you're really – well, it's Friday. on the 13th and it's on a Friday. And it's on so a Friday. It Friday the 13th. Ooh. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know. See, look Ooh. at this guy. He doesn't, he doesn't do anything. He's scared all the time. Uh, but you know what he's not scared of? He's not scared of, of what we do on this show. And what we do on this show, of course, is the same thing every week because every week is Shark Week. Same thing we do every day because every day on the show is Earth Day. And every Monday, most importantly, we go to the mailbag. Faj, let's go. Always something interesting in my mailbox. I try to get to everything in my mailbox. And then once in a while, there's a letter that makes me go, wow, wow, my mailbox. All right. Shout out to Mega Ran, who I was touring Phoenix and Arizona with this weekend. Uh, I went to Tucson (laughs) and the Valley Bar. Come on, two places. Anyway, uh, what do we got for questions, Fosh? Sorry, I was being distracted there. That's fine. Yeah, he's, fearless he's a leader. He's a monster. <laughs> he's an absolute monster. Uh, let's get into the first question. Sean McNally asks, do you think there's still room for a big upgrade at third base and move Rojas to the prime utility infielder spot? Maybe even some occasional left-handed starts at shortstop. Jesse? Mm, a big upgrade at third base. That, that, that word scares me a little bit. If, yeah. if you're looking for a big upgrade at third base... I don't know what that would look like at this point. Could the team sign Evan Longoria? Yes. Is and, that a big upgrade? It, yeah, that's the question. Is okay. like, do you consider that a big upgrade? Probably not. Probably. Um, it, it, yeah, I think if the Diamondbacks are going to make a significant upgrade at third base, it's probably going to happen via trade of one of the D-backs' young outfielders. Um, we know that, that they asked for Brett Beatty from the New York Mets, for example, in exchange for Alec Thomas um, in a trade discussion that, that ultimately broke down because of that. Um, so I, I know third base is a point of interest for the Diamondbacks in some of those trade conversations. But frankly, Derek, we haven't heard much about the Diamondbacks' trade discussions with you know regarding some of these young outfielders. It doesn't seem like a whole lot of progress is being made. Mike Hazen said um, in a press conference about Scott McGuff the other day, uh, we talked about that a little bit, and he basically said teams have gotten more aggressive, but we're not necessarily closer to getting anything done, Um, which kind of makes it sound like the Diamondbacks aren't really getting the offers that they're really looking for right now. Um, And I think that's probably the only route that I see to getting, you know, having a significant upgrade uh, at third base. So if you consider Evan Longoria a big upgrade, then sure, but most likely you don't, and I, I don't think it's it's particularly likely we see that this offseason. More importantly, I think Josh Rojas still has a lot of value at third base. I think that it he's it's it's just kind of growing pains. I, I feel like this guy has had to kind of step into roles that he wasn't really meant for, but 
he's done he's done an adequate job. He's just not going to be yeah. an all-star over there defensively. And honestly, I don't know if Longoria is going to be anymore either. And that's the that's yeah. the that's the big question here. It, it's kind of like what we were talking about about the Dodgers there. The Dodgers didn't feel like they needed to go out and make that move. It doesn't mean that maybe they didn't, you know, make a call on Carlos Correa, make a call on Dansby Swanson. But when they feel like they have Gavin Lux kind of being blocked by these names that they keep bringing in, they're they're at that point right now. Fucking the names haven't helped or or haven't been enough for them to win in, in yeah. when it counted right in the playoffs. So maybe it's time to continue down their road of developing guys instead of worrying so much about being this team that brings in the big free agent names. Let the Padres do that and fail yeah. and not. Find I will say anymore. like like I I do think that Josh Rojas is I think he's a better third baseman than me at least at the end of the season there were some really rough moments for him uh at third base that caused him to lose playing time Tori Lavella was pretty upfront about that um but I I do think he's probably a better defensive third baseman than maybe some of those worst moments at the end of the year made it look like yeah you also have Emmanuel Rivera in here which I think is, is important to mention if the season started tomorrow I think you're looking at a platoon with Emmanuel Rivera starting uh, against lefties and then Josh Rojas probably starting against righties and I'm sure Rojas would get mixed in a little bit at other positions as well um, which isn't the worst thing in the world like if you have Emmanuel Rivera, Rivera and Josh Rojas as a platoon I think you do okay yeah. uh, it wouldn't be great but I think you do okay and Emmanuel Rivera was a very good defensive third baseman last year which which also warrants mentioning for sure and had an incredible offensive production when he first joined he was team. he was incredible we, for about a month yeah. and a half. We were a stand count account. For yeah, Emmanuel yeah. Rivera. Emmanuel Rivera was was incredible for like a month or two after coming over from Kansas City, and then the last month of the year, those numbers took a, a significant nosedive. So they didn't trade Luke Weaver expecting to get a franchise third baseman, right? Um, I think Emmanuel Rivera already has probably exceeded expectations with what he did that's last what I, year. Yeah, that's what I was going to say too. He's, yeah, they, they're already in the plus with him, right? So, right. All right. What else we got, Jacob? All right, moving on. We have could Brendan Drury be a fit at third base? Mm. There we go. That's a that's 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 bringing some guy back. That's bringing a guy back. And I know that the Diamondbacks fans would love that just for the possibility of not seeing a guy like him go and do what he did with the Reds and have the success that he had elsewhere. Brandon Drury came back down to earth a bit, but he had himself a pretty outstanding uh, twenty twenty two season. And to be honest, I mean. Maybe because of the way he finished up, his value might not be so high that it makes it unreasonable for him to come in here and be a part of this team. Yeah, I mean, so my my take on Brandon Jury is like if you're viewing Brandon Jury as, you know, uh, exhibit 427 of players who who left the D-backs, who left the D-backs and, and became stars, I don't buy it. I just don't. Brandon Jury from 2018 through 2021, right, four seasons – basically got to the point of like i mean he was bouncing around from one he franchise to another to yeah. another he was sort of a journeyman he he was worse like with the diamondbacks brandon drury was was a solid player right in in 2017 he hit 267 13 homers 63 rbis a 764 ops those numbers aren't great if you're if you're a third baseman who's a little bit limited defensively but he was solid like he was a guy you could you could play Every day on a major league team and not feel like you're you're missing out on too much. Uh, but in those four years coming after that, Brandon Drury was he just really struggled. Uh, I think maybe the stage of being a New York Yankee maybe got to him a little bit. I don't know exactly what happened there. Um, I know there were maybe some different health issues that that had an impact with that. But 
Yeah, I, I'm a little concerned about what Brandon Drury is going to get paid, to be honest. Yeah. I don't know if Brandon Drury is going to be worth what he gets paid just because he's coming off of a season that he's never really had before. Like, he was really, really good with Cincinnati. Uh, like you mentioned, he wasn't as good after after the trade. He hit 238 yeah. with a 290 on base. Yeah. yeah, like the numbers weren't weren't as great. And I, I think a team is maybe going to pay him a little bit too much when it's all said and done. I'd be really surprised if the D-backs went this direction when it's all said and done. I agree. I agree. And I think that in the end, the Diamondbacks don't have a real reason to uh, invest a whole bunch of money in somebody that just had one good half of a season, essentially. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they, They've seen that happen with our own players. Shit, if you just took one portion of Carson Kelly's uh, what 2021, he was hitting like 323 at one point, right? Like So it's like it, it, sometimes you just can't base an entire contract and bringing a guy over on that. If it's a short-term deal, even if it's a little bit on the high end, I feel a little bit better than that, than them signing yeah. him to like five years plus or something crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to take five years, but but it is probably going to take 10, 12 million a year, something yeah. like that, maybe a little bit higher. And there's just not there's not enough track record, at least for me to do that. Brett makes a good point, though. Uh, he did have severe migraine issues that he finally got taken care of. I have heard that story. I think there were some like eyesight issues that were at play there, which it's fair. It would be hard to hit a baseball if you couldn't see it coming. So, There's so many things uh, <laughs> that baseball players deal with that I'm like, I would never be able to fucking hit a baseball if I was dealing with that, you know, yeah. scenario, right? Yeah. Let alone the mental stuff that guys go through where you hear about, like, you know, them, like, Starling Marte losing his spouse. Like, I just don't know how yeah. I would even be able to show up to play a game like baseball after going through something devastating like that, right? Yeah. So, it's it it really does the injuries the off the field stuff like these guys it's really it's it's just so hard to hit a baseball it's such a mental game so again uh something like a migraine could be the reason why he struggled with the, with the Padres and you know hopefully we see him we 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 want to see everybody do well we just don't want to see them do well in the NL West with a team other than the Dodgers so I don't <laughs> think that's too much to ask what else we got Jacob a, a little bit of a longer one from yeah. Brett. He's in the chat, so he'll be excited that you're going to answer hey, hey, this Brett. question. Which former D-backs being signed by the Dodgers makes your stomach turn? Oh. Not just this offseason, Shelby Miller and JD, but of all time. He gives a shout-out to Orlando Hudson because yeah. O-Dog is a fan favorite. Actually, my favorite player of all time. Really? Right? Yeah. Really? O-Dog was my favorite player of all time. Wow. He was one of the best people I've ever met. Like he was so cool. So was Gerardo Parra though. I mean, I remember Gerardo Parra. One of the kindest people. Yeah. Like just being like super, super nice, super kind. Uh, For me, the one that makes me sick is Luis Gonzalez, which I believe Brett brought up in his follow-up to that. Luis Gonzalez, like it wasn't really the fact that he was really great with the Dodgers. It wasn't like going off and seeing him produce and do well with the Dodgers. It just was kind of disgusting to see him, in a Dodgers uniform, you know, it was Gonzo. Yeah. He was our hero. He was our guy. Uh, I kind of felt the same way about seeing Randy Johnson in a Yankees fucking jersey, but that's a whole other thing. Uh, but Gonzo with the Dodgers, that was it was just like kind of sad, you know. Yeah, and disappointing. Yeah. You know, I think there was something to be said at that point, and I would maybe say this for Randy Johnson as well, of just having like when a guy 
does what those guys did in the Diamondbacks organization. There's something to be said for just having them play out the rest of their career in Arizona. So, yeah, or even, yeah, like not. Yeah, yeah right, right. Like yeah, here. Like even just, if they don't produce, even if they have that tail end of their career where you right. kind of bitch about them and you're kind of mad that they aren't what they used to be, you just still never want to see Randy Johnson, you know, pitching a Padre or a, a Giants uniform, you know, like. Yeah, that was that was hard there at the end. And but the Dodgers especially hurt. Was there anybody for you that like stuck out that really was painful to see? I, to I do Dodgers? think I do think Orlando Hudson is is interesting. Um, I also remember growing up uh, watching D-backs games when I was, I don't know, like 10 years old or something. I remember Orlando Hudson being one of he was just like the way that he played defense at second base. He was really reliable offensively. And if you look at the season he had with the Dodgers after leaving the D-backs, he was very much the same player yeah. um, in L.A. after leaving Arizona. Uh, we should probably mention A.J. Pollock here. Um, oh, A.J. I, I told you earlier. <laughs> that hurt, though, because he was always hurt. Oh, A.J. Pollock, though, that kind of made me. Like, it hurt I, for different it reasons. It hurt for different reasons. Yeah. Like, A.J. Pollock, like pissed me off like aj pollock going to the dodgers but that's more on him than it is the dodgers i guess and yeah because it was it was him choosing to go there and then it was also that we it was during a time where the diamondbacks had conflict with the dodgers like we had those fights and stuff happen remember mark mcguire coming out like a goddamn bear ah right like there was a lot of stuff that i remember like really like like going to head to head with the dodgers so like somebody leaving voluntarily and going there was just it felt like such a traitor type move right yeah yeah i mean and he had some good years in la too like 2020 uh obviously shortened season only 55 games but aj pollock had an 881 ops and 16 home runs that year in 55 games which is a really big number i believe they won the world series that year yeah. i i, I uh, do believe I that happened that. uh and then in 2021 he hit 297 with an 892 ops and 21 homers again there's always some injury risk with aj pollock and i, I don't think yeah. d-backs Fans miss that part of his game, but though just some of the things that he said uh, after after leaving Arizona and talking about you know the fan base, and he made some comments that I think really rubbed people the wrong way, and and understandably so. All right, what else we got, Jacob? I was just going to throw out another honorable mention name for this question. Oh, please, Daniel Hudson. Oh, interesting, one, that one's oh. interesting name for me as well. But he didn't. Obviously, he didn't spend a majority of his time with the Dodgers. But Huddy, but Huddy was yeah, Huddy was loved. Exactly. Huddy was beloved. He exactly. was beloved. All right, let's go with what is one concession that's gone at Chase Field that you wish the D-backs would bring back for Christmas, and why is it the Dutch Brothers? But it's one hundred percent the Dutch Brothers. Okay, but like, why are we calling it the Dutch Brothers? Because it's he, no. No, no, because he's referring to the one that they used to have there that's now, uh, I believe, a Chick-fil-A or maybe even it's the – I think it might be the kids' booth where you go get your free kids' uh, stuff, like the kids check-in and they give you like a free thing for every game you come to. He's uh, absolutely being, right, though. Just being grammatically correct and not no. just saying, why is it Dutch Brothers? I don't care. I don't care. It's because he's referring to a specific one, and I know it's Dutch Bros, <laughs> but I don't care. I'm with him on the brothers. We're, we're brothers. This is Dutch Brothers. We want the Dutch Brothers back. I fucking love Dutch Bros. I love Dutch Bros in a way I can't even explain. Uh, ask me why it's better than Starbucks, and I will give you a thousand reasons why. But the most important is the Frozen Rebel, which I get year-round. And it's most of the reason why I have any energy or life to me to this day. <laughs> Dutch Bros, it it, it, it just, it, I just still don't understand why it had to have such a short life there. Like how how long how long was it like? I don't know. Maybe like two years. Maybe like wow. it just it, the fucking pandemic fucked everything up, and then you know it's gone. But like 
it was a it's a newer place that's catching on. You're seeing Dutch Bros pop up all around the valley. So like it didn't make any sense to me for it to be gone. You Dutch know? Bros is just not. Can I be honest for a second? Dutch Bros is not ballpark food, is it? Like Dutch Bros is anytime food, Jesse. <laughs> it is anytime food. I don't care what ballpark or stadium like, or whatever. It is anytime food. If you're is if it you're food? No, it, well, yeah, that that's also part of the point here. Is it Dutch it's Bros? A drink. I don't care. Right, like, like, what are acceptable beverages at a ballpark, though? Like, you're either drinking beer or you're drinking soda. There oh. is no, there's no coffee category no. there. Yes, and, and there I disagree, shouldn't. I disagree no, that's with that. Really? Yes. Like, I've never, I've never had coffee. Jesse, then. why are you like, gatekeeping Jesse, drinks that you, you haven't have watched most? Game. You haven't done most stuff in life, and you're gonna tell me that you want to drink coffee <laughs> at a baseball fair, that's game? Fair. Yeah, Jesse, why are, just, you, why are you gatekeeping? Have baseball? you ever ate sushi on a red eye? I've, Do you I've hate been. Babies, Jesse? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, that's <laughs> a great question. Answer the question before you move on. I've been to a lot of stadiums. And I don't think I've ever seen coffee as like an option. I've seen hot chocolate more than I have seen coffee as an offering at a baseball That's because stadium. you're a child and you're not paying attention to the coffee being offered. <laughs> okay. That's why. Of yeah, course you, you, of course you just picked up the hot Se- chocolate. If you didn't see coffee in Seattle, then you just weren't looking. Right. Okay. That. Right. I don't know. Right. Yeah, Answer maybe, that question. Maybe the, maybe the Mariners have. I don't think. Like that would make. They have grasshoppers that you can eat. That would make my point all the more, though, if they don't have coffee at a Mariners game, which I don't recall seeing coffee there. If someone has any evidence to the contrary, I would love That's to hear it. Absolutely but a missed opportunity. If they don't have coffee at oh that stadium, Starbucks then, specifically, right? Starbucks. I don't think anyone has star. I don't think Starbucks is going to be a ballpark. That just doesn't. What? That just doesn't make any sense. How does it make sense for a fucking Chick Fil A to be in a football stadium when they're fucking closed on Sundays? None of this makes That's sense. Fair. Jesse, are That's you kidding fair. me? I'll, oh gra- I'll grant you that. Bring I'll grant back. you that. According to Major Bros. League Baseball's website, on top eats at T-Mobile Park, the the last sentence before they get into the actual you know breakdown of things, it says beverage options include. Coffee, okay. soda, water, beer, wine, and other it's alcoholic drinks. Very first it's beverage. the okay. first okay. very okay. first beverage. Okay, all right. One. I'll give you that. But oh. again, this is Seattle, and and people I know from experience. If you live in Seattle, then you, you like physically cannot get up in the morning and accomplish anything without coffee. And really and good coffee at that. Yeah, there's some pretty there is some pretty great coffee out there. I don't think Arizona is like that though. Arizona is not like the coffee. Like powerhouse that here. Seattle we drink, is. We drink frozen rebels from Dutch Bros. That's what we drink. I guess frozen rebels. I guess it like uh, frozen beverages make more sense. But I just still like I just don't associate coffee with the ballpark environment at all. I don't even associate coffee with Dutch Bros because I rarely get it there. I yeah, get sugary fucking milkshakes. Right, exactly, and there. exactly. That's what I, get there. I guess if we're gonna if we're gonna be real and just call Dutch Bros what it is, which is like a, a factor of like sugar water, sugar like a factory water, of sugar, sugar water, water basically. That's fine. Um, Doesn't that sound even more appealing? Maybe than just like that. That going? sort of fits a little better. I'll. I'll I'll give you that. That fits better. Is there any place you miss uh, that's no longer at Chase Field? I haven't been because I've been out of the state for the last like five or six years You've for the most part. I've missed all the cycles yeah. of all of the things. So I love there's Lolo's. a few new things that I like now, but I, I couldn't what tell you, like you what is. I think like I think having Chick-fil-A at the ballpark is kind of cool. Um, 
Are they open on Sundays? No, at the they're not open. No, on they're Sunday. not. Okay. What concession stand for yeah, every Sunday every Sunday game. game? You're just taking up space that no one's that's, using. That's that's fair. That is that uh, is unfortunate. It's a waste of space. I do. Lolo's is no longer at the ballpark. Lolo's Anybody? was replaced. I do remember there being Lolo's, and yeah, I and that is quite sad. It is quite sad to me that Lolo's is not there. I would definitely. Gonzo's Grill is nothing more than just the chicken tenders you can get at others. Places, yeah. It's sponsored by Tyson. Yeah, right. Not that we don't like you, Tyson. We like you. Oh, Tyson. we love you, Tyson. If you Chickens want to sponsor us, we'd, yeah, we'd totally be very we'll appreciate happily. It. However, <laughs> however, <laughs> you know, local you're restaurants. no Lolo's, Tyson, and you know it. We know it. All right. Uh, well, before we move on, of course, we want to thank you guys again for being here in the chat. Uh, make sure if you haven't had a chance to get yourself a present, I told you about the Diehards membership. You can also buy yourself the present of furniture. Get yourself furniture, get your friends furniture. I know it's weird, but blow your friend's mind. Show up with a fucking chair. See how they react to that shit at your white elephant party. And you can get that chair for up to 50% off right now at the holiday clearance event happening at More Furniture. Uh, and, uh, you know, of course, you can go there, but check out their website at morefurniture.com. That's the way to get your furniture. Jesse, uh, I don't know. I don't. I feel like any any conversations about furniture or houses. I feel like I'm taking a shot at you uh, because of your yeah, current housing little, little situation bit, yeah. that you've been going up and down on. The but. housing market is is it's rough out there. Yeah, it's rough out you there. You need a, you need a house first, but then once you get the house, we'll get the furniture. There in the we house, go. But yes. Uh, again, we thank you guys for being here. Uh, make sure to subscribe. If you haven't had a chance, check out Jesse's wonderful writings. Do so over at gophnx.com. Most of those are available for you for now for free and unlocked. Uh, go watch our Brandon Fod video. That's the main thing we're here to talk about is Jesse and Shane just blew all of our minds with this video <laughs> they've been working on. It's incredible. It's a breakdown of Brandon Shane did Fod. an outstanding job. Shane, 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 Jesse Shane needs to get Shane needs to get a healthy they amount of credit. Here both need their flowers, but yeah, I mean, it's a, it's like uh, I'm I'm still not over how dope the uh, Diamond Mind opening is. But make sure to check out the it's Diamond Mind. Cool. It is now open for business, and we are excited to be bringing you all of these nuggets of 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 information and and videos to bring you on these guys that you might not have had a chance to see yet. Uh, of course, Brandon fought. There is so much talk about him. We couldn't help but make him uh, the fir very first. Uh, edition of the diamond mine and of course we're very excited about that jesse has more stuff in the works he's not stopping that's just one that we're doing so make sure to check out uh, all the wonderful stuff we're doing over at the phn exports youtube channel and check out jesse's writing over at gophnx.com if you're a diehard you get those diehard only newsletters but of course there's so much more for you to read if you're not so check out the website over at gophnx.com and make sure to send us your mailbag monday questions even if we don't solicit them you can uh, send us to uh, your mailbag Monday question on Twitter, uh, Discord, wherever you have, whenever you want. So we'll always, we're always keeping an eye on it. Uh, J Jacob does a great job of wrangling it all in for us. And what else do we have? Do we have more more questions? We do. We have four more. If Let's we go. can kind of speed through these, because I'm the only producer today. Let's go. I have a lot of speed too. So <laughs> I'd appreciate it. Our fifth question of the day comes from Ryan on Twitter. It says, uh, "Has the team painted themselves into a corner at this point?" Where the only way to improve the roster in the ways they'd like to is to trade an outfielder. Mm. Mm. Or are there other paths still available where they keep all of them? Which I don't know. Uh, yes, there is a path where they keep all of them. And I feel like that's the reason why they're not panicking. I don't I don't know, though. I think his question is kind of valid. Like, they have yeah. kind of put themselves in a position now where they weren't in on any of these free agents. They might have been, might have been connected, might not have been connected. We don't know how how much truth there is to the rumors, but what we will say is that they did have uh, the, the a little bit of a window to add some guys, and now that window is kind of closed. So it does feel like if they're going to make any 
I guess, drastic changes to the team, bring in a big name that's going to potentially vastly improve this team at one position, it's going to have to be through a trade with one of those young outfielders. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a good point. Um, at this point, if you really want to like move the needle on the 2023 Diamondbacks and like really push this team toward contention, I think you've got to trade one of the outfielders and you've got to try to get a really nice return uh, back in that in that deal. Um, at this point, I think the D-backs, they probably still have a decent amount of money to spend. Maybe it's $10, $15 million, something in that range. I do expect that there are still more moves to come in terms of free agency. But are you really going to move the needle You know, with $10 to $15 million in free agency? Probably not. And so and it's probably going to be dedicated to the the relief pitching. It's probably going to be a reliever and maybe like an Evan Longoria type like we've like we've already talked about. So, yeah, those those moves probably aren't going to move the needle a ton. And so if you're looking for a game changing type player, you know, like a Sean Murphy, as we were talking about a few weeks ago, you're going to get that via trade. There's no yeah. way there's no way else to get it at this point. All right. What else we got? As a barista there. Do you guys have a go-to Starbucks order? <laughs> I'm about uh, to get judged so harshly. Yeah, you are. And I'm really uncomfortable. You ready? You want to okay. go first? I'll go first. Right. So I get a chai tea latte or I get a white chocolate mocha. The two most basic Starbucks orders that I'm pretty sure exist. No, vanilla, la- oh. vanilla latte is yeah. 100% the most basic yeah. Okay, so all right, fair. I mean, a vanilla latte is just like milk, basically. Right, right. right. Sweet milk. <laughs> Sweet <laughs> milk. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, see, mine isn't actually that far off from yours. I get an iced uh, green matcha uh, venti, a green matcha tea venti or uh, latte with uh, coconut milk. That's it. Okay. It's okay. simple. I like the coconut milk. The coconut milk is great. Uh, all of my all of my eggnogs have coconut milk in it, as people around the office know. There you go. Jacob can attest to that. So good. <laughs> yeah. So unbelievably good. And everybody else that had asked for it left theirs in the fridge. I know. No, no. It's just a disgrace. Yeah, now it's just <laughs> open. It's it's open game. So there's Coquito in the fridge at work. If you work here, first come, first serve. Go, go get some is what I'm saying. Uh, except for Jacob. Jacob gets more because he I brought do. me back. I brought his, the jar back. He brought the jar back. I promised him if he did that, he could have more. Wow. Uh, Gabriel asks, every playoff team has at least one MVP candidate. Do the D-backs have a potential MVP candidate on the team to help them reach the playoffs? Jesse. Mm. Do they? And why is it Corbin Carroll? <laughs> he, that, that is the name. That is the name that I had in my head as well. Um, if the D-backs are going to be a playoff team next year, which a lot of things would have to go right for that to happen, Correct. it probably means that Corbin Carroll went out and had like a pretty wild rookie season. Yeah. And that is possible. Like uh, it's not only the, possible, it's projected. I mean, I don't know if like a like MVP candidate year is projected. Like we looked at those numbers yeah. on Friday yeah. uh, in our audio podcast. He's projected to hit like 250 with like a 770-ish OPS, something like that. That's not going to win you an MVP award. Right. But um, but yeah, like if Corbin Carroll comes out next year with an OPS in the high 800s or something, I mean, with his defense and his base running, you really could be at the point where he's he's bordering on the level of like getting MVP votes at that point. So yeah. that's a lot to put on a guy who's played like 30 games in the big <laughs> league. So I don't really want to go too far down that road. But you want to you want to say Cattell? You want to say Cattell bounces back? No, no. I mean, like, like, yes and no. Right. You, you want to say it, but you're not going. To. I, I want to say that <laughs> Cattell will probably have a better year offensively. Um, I think he will have a better year offensively. 
I don't think he's going to be like they could tell from a couple years ago. And I also think the defense has taken a big enough step back at this point that there's really no path to Cattell being like a an MVP caliber player unless he improves dramatically on defense. Because right now he's kind of a big negative on that side of the ball. And so, I mean, he would just have to he would just have to hit the heck out of the ball in order to possibly, uh, you know, balance out what, what you're get, what he, you're getting from him on defense um, with with the bat. So. There's a lot that would have to happen there. I, I think Marte set the bar, bar kind of low last season, and I think it feels like it feels like he's on, you know, like like the decline, like he's regressing, like he's yeah. you know settling back in to more of maybe what he was when we originally traded for him. It is an odd numbered year. Ben is right. It is an odd numbered Come year, on, which inevitably means that both Carson Kelly and Cattell Marte are about right. to have you a 900 OPS. That knows where I'm going with this. Yeah, uh, but also Cattell, like I think Cattell has a lot of pride. I really do. I think he's a laid back guy, and he comes back. You know, comes across very laid back. But, like, let's be honest. We talked about uh, at, at, uh, quite a bit about MLB basically suggesting he would be the best second baseman in all of baseball prior to last year's season. So he not only took a far fall from that, he didn't even come ah, close man. to being. We were talking about that like a year ago, like right, right now, around now. Like right about now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Could tell Marte the best <laughs> second baseman in <laughs> baseball. <laughs> so, hey. Maybe, you know, maybe he's not, right? But it doesn't maybe mean he's that <laughs> he doesn't have a good amount that he could bounce back this year. Yeah. Which we see him not only come back, like you said, offensively, but I think, you know, again, the bar has been set pretty low defensively, right? He, he yeah. was injured. He had a bunch of problems with his hamstring. Not to mention it was his first year back at second base, and at times he just looked lost, right? Like, I mean, literally, he looked he looked like a goalkeeper uh, in soccer, like getting shook out of his boots, going right when the ball's coming left and stuff. So, I think there's stuff like that that we will see from him that will improve. And I think, you know, we will see Cattell bounce back. If he can be the team MVP, then I think this team is going to be looking really good next year. All right. Do we got any more, Jacob? Uno mas. All right. Let's go. Uno mas. Final question. Are the Diamondbacks out of contention already? Oh, man. Yes. <laughs> That's so grim. <laughs> That's so grim. Yeah. Yes. The, the answer no. is yes. No. I didn't think you would be that pessimistic. No, I know. I'm supposed to keep Jesse, the more pessimistic one, I don't I think he's going to say no. I know. Well. I mean, out of con- <laughs> out of contention already? No, the Diamondbacks aren't out of contention already. All right. Uh, I mean, like if you're if contention means like like World Series contention, I mean it's gonna be tough, right? Like it's gonna be tough. But plus but, eight thousand, I think, on the uh, DraftKings. Yeah, yeah, the, the odds aren't aren't looking great. But but the <laughs> Philadelphia Phillies just nobody expected them to really even make the playoffs necessarily. And not only did they do that, but they wound up in the World Series and they did it winning eighty seven regular season games. So how many times is that conversation going to be had in MLB like front office clubhouses around the league? Yeah, that's season? fair. Like we might suck, but hey, look what yeah, the Phillies look did. Look what the Phillies did. I mean, like that is going to be said so many times next season. But it but I think it it really does provide like a blueprint for the Diamondbacks to follow in right. some ways of yeah. like, no, in, in Major League Baseball, you're never really out of contention unless you're, I don't know, like the Pirates or something with what they've done recently. Like there's just no path for a team like that. But Because they get great players and then they trade and then they, them away. And they trade them away, correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Brian Reynolds is still out there. But um, <laughs> but yeah, like for the D-backs though, there is a path to them winning 87 games. And apparently with what the Phillies showed us and some other teams have showed us over the That's last couple of decades, you can, yeah, you can, <laughs> you can go pretty far with that. So no, they're not out of contention. But, uh, you know, are they out of contention in the NL West? 
that in some ways that's a different conversation. I might be more likely to say yes, they are out of contention <laughs> in the NOS. It, as far as winning the division, that would be very yeah, very difficult for them. Be. It's going to be. Luckily, next season they don't have to play the NOS nearly as often due to the new schedule. So yeah, I, I and Ben makes a great point. With all the young players, it's extremely hard to predict. Fought could be one of the best pitchers or a total bust. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like if if Dre Jameson, Brandon Fought, and Ryan Nelson are all like number two starters. Then like, oh, heck yeah, it's like the D-backs could go pretty far next year. But but yeah, you can't really bet on that. And and like like Ben said, it's just so unpredictable. It really is. Uh, again, especially with this organization, honestly, you can't even predict based on their minor league production how well they'll, they'll do at a major league level. So anyway, it's going to be fun to see. We're all going to watch it together. So you stick around right here. Uh, if you haven't done so already, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. It's our favorite sports betting app. And you can sign up right now with our code of PHNX, place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their games, and get $150 in free bets. And guess what? The Suns are back. The Suns are back. Yeah, sure. Whatever. It was against the Clippers team that anybody could As beat, long whatever. as Devin Booker scores 58 points. They beat the Pelicans. They beat the Pelicans. They did. They beat the Pelicans. And yes, Devin Booker needs Devin to Booker score 100 points. Booker's out tonight, by the way. Just so oh, he is out. I did, I did see that. So maybe don't bet on them tonight, but bet on them at some point. <laughs> uh, and when you do, use promo code PHNX uh, only at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I want to give a shout out to our uh, partner uh, of the week, in my opinion, a partner of the month, partner of the millennium. I love this place uh, pretty much more than I love eating lunch anywhere else, and that's the Chop Shop. Shout out to Chop Shop for making me feel like a million dollars after I eat a meal. Like, no offense to other foods. I don't mean to, like, drag other foods down here, but <laughs> rarely do I feel like running through a goddamn brick wall after eating my lunch like I do after it's eating It's the Chop only Shop. healthy food we really ever it's have the, in the office. <laughs> he's so. not wrong. <laughs> It's not wrong. <laughs> we love our junk food around yeah, here, really but do. occasionally uh, we chop stock, shop we, we is stock necessary. plenty of junk food, but <laughs> when it comes to the healthy stuff, we might not have those. Uh, chop shop, I get a uh, spicy Korean bowl with brown rice. Yes, I'm eating brown rice and sweet potato hash, and it's incredible. So make sure it's to wonderful. check out our friends at Chop Shop. Uh, they will hook you up and make you feel wonderful as well. Uh, and, and honestly, uh, when I go there for lunch... Because uh, I, I go there without you guys now. Wow. Now, wow. Now, but, All right. Uh, it's it's never not packed. So, you know, make sure to account Makes for that. Sense. It's a very popular place. So check Chop Shop out now and make sure you give yourself the best nutrition you can feed your body. Uh, in the meantime, you guys all have... Uh, a wonderful rest of your day. We're going to be here all week. Jesse and I aren't going anywhere. We don't, we don't take time off for the holidays. We don't take time off for the fucking, you know, for the off season. We're sure as hell not taking time off for holidays. Uh, so make sure to join us all week right here. In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. This guy's at Jesse and Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs. But of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Again, we thank you guys so much for your questions and for joining us today on behalf of Fage. Uh, white hot Jesse Friedman and myself. <laughs> we always appreciate your time. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when your players don't go to the fucking Dodgers.